Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show we talk about all things wrestling, from AEW to Impact to Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, we're going to be covering Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania and Friday Night SmackDown after WrestleMania. So let's get this action started, shall we? Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. It opened up with Bobby Lashley, an MVP, walking into the arena after his win at WrestleMania. Bobby Lashley looked incredible. In this nice orange three-piece suit, he was smiling, you know, signing autographs, doing what Bobby Lashley does. And he turns around, and there's who else but Matt Riddle. I'm sitting there the whole time watching this going, why is Matt Riddle stepping up to Bobby Lashley? Did we not see this feud before? Did we not see this? Did we not see this coming? But he steps up to Bobby Lashley. And starts basically telling Bobby Lashley that he owes him a match tonight. Starts basically running his mouth like Matt Riddle does. Trying to intimidate Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley basically is standing there looking at him going, Why are you stepping up to me? I just had an incredible match with Drew McIntyre. And you, of all people, are going to step up to me, the WWE Champion, and tell me I owe you a match? What? Where is this coming from? So basically, MVP steps in front of him and tells Matt Riddle that he doesn't need to be talking to the champ. Step back, you know, shoo, 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 shoo. And Bobby Lashley, of course, in Bobby Lashley fashion, tells him, Look, I'm here to have a celebration on my win last night. I don't owe you anything. We don't need to have a match. Just run along, little Riddle, and let me do my thing. Riddle then again starts basically going at Bobby Lashley's ego. One thing you don't do with Bobby Lashley is go at a man's ego, especially this man. When he gets into a fight, he gets into a fight. It is not a very nice fight. He will hurt you if given the chance. Apparently, Matt Riddle didn't get that point because the next thing he knows, he's getting picked up by Bobby Lashley and telling him, I'm going to basically set an example out of you tonight. You step up to me, fine. We're going to have a match later tonight, and we'll see how this goes. I'm sitting there as a wrestling fan thinking, why is WWE even putting him against Matt Riddle again? Lashley and Matt Riddle's fight for the U.S. title, it was a great storyline. It really showcased Bobby Lashley. It set Bobby Lashley up to get to WWE Championship status. We didn't need to go back through this again. We really didn't. It wasn't necessary. But, of course, you know, they needed to do this a little change with Bobby Lashley, so they let he pretty much let it run. I wasn't happy with it. Lashley should have just, you know, he just won WrestleMania. He should have gotten a chance just to be Lashley, have his little celebration, and, you know, do his own thing. WWE decided that wasn't the case. So, it starts out with, of course, Matt Riddle versus Bobby Lashley. This, to me, I'm like, okay. Let's just get this match over with. Let Lashley do his thing and be done. Matt Riddle wasn't having it. Matt Riddle did really well. Granted, he kind of wasn't prepared for such a dominating person. He was used to Bobby Lashley 
previously before the WrestleMania, WrestleMania, previously before the WWE Championship. WWE Champion Bobby Lashley is a totally different person from WWE United States Champion Bobby Lashley. Matt Riddle was completely out of his element. He just was not ready for this. Lashley, of course, beat Matt Riddle. We knew that was coming. Hurt lock, you know, second hurt lock. We knew it was coming. That was expected. Later on in the night, they decided they'd let us know that they were going to bring back the return of the Firefly Funhouse. I love the Firefly Funhouse. I really do. I was looking forward to this. This was going to be, you know, exciting to get to see Bray come back and, you know, do the Firefly Funhouse is a great, great story. It's great. I love it. Everything Bray does for, you know, with, you know, Sister Abigail and all them, I love it. So I was excited to see this happen. Monday Night Raw, normally after a pay-per-view, you're expecting a lot of surprises. But they really surprised me with all the returns that they did. The return of the Viking Raiders. That was incredible. I was excited to see Eric and Ivar. It was good to see them back. It was good to see them, you know, in a match. It was just really good to see them. And I really missed Eric and Ivar. So, get to see the Viking Raiders. I was happy. Of course, we also saw something very interesting on the commentator's desk. Of course, you got Byron Saxton. He's always on there. Happy little Byron Saxton. I love it. You had a new guy from ESPN. I wasn't sure how he was going to do it. It was his first night. You know, you're kind of, you know, when it's your first night, you're a little nervous. He did well. But to see the return of Corey Graves on Monday Night Raw, I was happy. I was very happy because Corey is so good when he's on commentary. He is so good. No matter who he's working with, and getting to work with Byron Saxon, him and Byron have some great banter. So I really love to see Corey. Like I told you guys, Monday Night Raw did not disappoint me with returns. The return of Charlotte Flair. I love Charlotte. I love anything Charlotte does. So she comes out and she cuts the promo of the night. It was fantastic. She laid it all on the line to every woman in that back. Letting them know, you want an opportunity? Step up. But when you step up, you step up to me first. Charlotte is great. I love Charlotte. So to get to see this, the Charlotte that we've all known, to see her cut a promo like this, it was fantastic. I was impressed. Charlotte, you did great. Kudos, girl. I love it. It was great. Now, here was the most interesting part. Alexa's Playground. We all were wondering after what Alexa did at WrestleMania if she was going to clarify why she did what she did. And we all know what she did. We don't have to repeat it. We know. We all were very upset with her. So I was like, okay, Alexa, you've got some serious explaining to do, girl. You've got to explain to us why you did what you did. Oh, she did. She explained it easily by basically saying she was a little girl in the dark she, the dark protected her. Now she realizes she doesn't need the dark anymore. She's always been in the dark. She introduces this new character. She introduces us to Lily. Now, who is Lily? What does Lily have to do with this? I'm trying to figure this out. I'm like, okay, creative, where are you going with this? Who is Lily? Is she a puppet? Is she a new WWE superstar that you're going to bring in to work as a tag team with Alexa? Who is this mysterious Lily? We see her as a puppet. Could we see a little puppet running around the ring? Whoa, what's going on here? 
I'm interested to see where they're going to go with this. Because Alexa, her gimmick is great. Her character, fantastic. She's good. No matter what she does, she's good. Now you're introducing this little character named Lily. Where are we going with this? Is Lily going to be connected to, you know, what's going on with her and the Fiend? Are we going to have a new spinoff? What are we going to get? I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Miz and Morrison decided in great fashion, decided to bring on, of course, Miz's wife, Maurice. I knew exactly where this was going. Miz and Morrison, you know, they, you know, they play and they, you know, they're fun to be around. You love to watch them. But I knew Miz and Mrs. was going to premiere after Raw. So I knew that's what, you know, the reason why they brought Maurice. What I wasn't expecting is what happened midway through Miz TV. Damien Priest. Of course, we love Damien Priest. I know a lot of you out there do. I love him. He's great. He's fantastic. He was great in WrestleMania with Bad Bunny. But it's good to get to see Damian Priest do something on his own. Because he's good. He's really good. So he comes out. Because Miz was making some catty comment about Bad Bunny. Which Miz really should have kept his mouth shut. Miz did not help Bad Bunny shine at all. Bad Bunny did it all on his own. He did not need Miz and Morrison to do it. Bad Bunny did just fine on his own. But Miz is Miz always is. Which he's great. He's fantastic. And whatever he does, he's good. Basically tried to give credit on Bad, Bu uh, you know, Bad Bunny's performance to him. Saying that Morrison and him were the reason Bad Bunny did so well. Damian Priest wasn't having it. He just was not having it. He knew that, that Bad Bunny did it all on his own. He didn't need little Miz and Morrison to help him out. So he basically tells Miz and Morrison, look, I'm going to fight both of you. Handicap match. Come on, guys. Handicap match. Really? Do we have to have a handicap match? For Do we really? You can let Damian Priest fight Miz or Morrison. I got to thinking, okay... Damian Priest is as dominant as he is. He's going. He's undefeated. He's going to have Miz and Morrison's number. He's got it. There's just, there's just no way around it. And he was doing great. He was doing fantastic. He was basically knocking them all over that ring. To granted, you know, Morrison and Miz were doing good. But my part that I got a kick out of is when Mor Miz basically tried to get out of the ring. He tried. Miz was trying very hard, and Damian Priest grabs his shirt, rips it off. Granted, guys, he was in a suit with little Gucci shoes on trying to wrestle. Not in ring gear whatsoever. Morrison was the only one in ring gear. And he grabs it, rips his shirt off, and then proceeds to grab him when he tries to scramble away again and rips his pants off. I laughed till I cried. Right. I'm like, Damien, this is great. This is this is great. But then they made me mad. Damien Priest is good. You do not need to have him lose to Miz and Morrison. Come on, guys. Use your brain. Fans are not going to like it. They're not going to like it at all. You want to make him a dominant you know, force, you don't let him lose like this. And he lost. He lost bad. Miz decided to do his skull-crushing finale... Pin him, but he pinned him in heel fashion by sticking his feet up on the ropes and keeping them there. Ref never saw it. Made me mad. Some of y'all might not agree. Some of y'all might think, hey, this is good. This is a good setup for, you know, Morrison and Damien. I don't think it is, and I don't think it's a good setup for Miz and Damien either. Damien should have won clean. I mean, you've had him beating Miz and Morrison all over the place. Why not let him win in a handicap match? 
Granted, afterwards, Maurice trying to block Miz. Come on, Maurice. We had already seen Miz's boxers. It wasn't like we missed it. It's all over the camera. Stop trying to block him. The whole time you're hearing Byron going, she's trying to block him. We've already seen it. Corey's like, oh, come on, Byron. You know, they're, they're a little banter. We already seen it, Maurice. It's too late. Blocking him's not going to help him. We've done seen it. He's already humiliated. Let it go. Now, Drew, responding to MVP. Great promo. Great way to show how Drew felt after WrestleMania. I really like this promo. I thought it was good. I thought it, you know, it showcased, you know, how Drew felt. MVP's out there doing his thing. Drew comes out and tells you, know, tells MVP basically that Bobby Lashley was good. He's a good, you know, great opponent, one of the best that Drew's had to face. I liked it. But then you throw Braun Strowman into this. Braun Strowman. Strowman had an incredible match at WrestleMania against Shane McMahon. He did. But why bring Braun into this whole thing? Why? Why, 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 They surprised me. I mean, Strowman made a perfectly good case as to why, you know, Drew needs to go to the back of the line and Strowman needs to get a shot at Bobby Lashley. I thought, man, this is going to be a real good matchup because you got Lashley versus Strowman. Two really big guys and they're going to do really well. Then WWE goes and pulls the card, the triple threat card. They bring out none other than Mr. RKO himself, Randy Orton. I'm like, what are you doing to me, WWE? Why are you even bringing Randy into the title picture again? He doesn't need it right now. You need to finish the feud between him and The Fiend before you even jump him into a WrestleMania, you know, a wrestling title. You don't want to let him get a small title, tag team title, something like that. He's had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity at that title. You need to give it to someone else in the back that is more deserving than Randy Orton. Granted, I love Randy. He's good. He's really good. But, again, Randy has had opportunities. It's time for somebody else to step up from the back and get it. But WWE, of course, did not do that. They decided to give us a triple threat match. Drew McIntyre versus Strowman versus Randy Orton. The winner of that match will face Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania Backlash. That would be later in the night. Then we get to my favorite part, the Firefly Funhouse. This I was excited because we get to see Bray. I love Bray. Whether he's the fiend or whether he's Bray, I love him. Everything this guy does is magic. And I love it. So to get to see Firefly Funhouse after all this time of not getting to see it, I was like everybody else out there. Yay, we get to see Bray! It was good. It was really good. I was really impressed with the whole thing. I mean, you know, him talking about change and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, Bray, where are you going? Are you altering your gimmick? Are you keeping your gimmick? Are you going darker? You know, what's, you know, are you going to confront Alexa? What, where are you going with this? I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this because we all know Bray Wyatt is all about reinventing himself. He's done it several times. So I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to go. But I'm hoping they keep the Firefly Funhouse because like you guys out there, I'm pretty sure maybe some of you don't. But I love and I really look forward to seeing it every Monday night. So I'm excited to see where they're going to go with this. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Bray Wyatt. Now, the triple threat match main event. I'm 
was kind of skeptical about this because I thought, okay, WWE is going to do what they normally do. They're going to let Randy win, and Randy's going to get to go on to face Bobby Lashley. And truthfully and honestly, for me, you may not agree, but I think, in my opinion, Randy can't beat Lashley. Not this Lashley. This is a different Lashley we're dealing with. This is a man who is just tearing through the WWE you know, locker room and taking everybody out in his path. He's like a train. He just right through. You're not expecting it. So, I'm thinking, no, you can't really put him against Randy because Randy can't take him. Now, Strowman? Maybe. Strowman's kind of a, you know, a powerhouse. He's good. I mean, he's magic on the mic. He's great in the ring. He, you know, he dominates in the ring. You, Strowman? Yeah, I could see it. It might be a good match. Drew, Drew, I love. I would. I mean, I was really excited, hoping you know. Hey, I could. Look, I could get down with Drew versus Lashley. We could continue this storyline, like I told you guys in my previous podcast. If they play it right, they could make this Drew Lashley feud go all the way to SummerSlam, and it'd be great. It would be fantastic. Triple Threat match was great. It was fantastic. I was excited about it. I loved it. I mean, Randy and Drew. And, you know, Strowman showcased basically what the three of them could do in a triple threat match. They really showed what they could do. I was expecting maybe, you know, some outside interference, you know, from previous fights, you know, da da da, da. Nope, they didn't. They did not disappoint me. In the end, all y'all saw, maybe you guys might have disagreed. Maybe you thought Strowman should have won or you thought Randy should have won. And, you know, give me a shout out on my social media and let me know what you think about that. But I was happy that Drew won because it can carry on the Drew and Bobby Lashley fight. And their fight is great. I mean, their fights are great. Their, you know, banter in the back is great. So I was excited to see Drew win it. What I wasn't excited about, and WWE's got some serious, I mean serious explaining to do, involves T-Bar and Mace. Out of the blue, with MVP standing up on the ramp, they attack Drew McIntyre. What in the world are we doing here? What does T-Bar and, and you know Mace have to do with MVP and Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley don't need no more help. It didn't work out with Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin. So why in the world would you put T-Bar and Mace in the Hurt Business? It doesn't make sense. Bobby Lashley is a dominating force without outside interference from either MVP or anybody. He can do it on his own. He don't need two big guys getting involved in his match. He can handle Drew on his own. So to put these two in the middle of a storyline that they have nothing to do with makes no sense. WWE may be able to explain later on down the road what these guys have to do with MVP. Are they MVP's bodyguards? Are you? Are they? You know, Bobby Lashley don't need bodyguards, so why would you even consider that? What are they? Well, where do they play? How do they play a role in this storyline? I guess we'll just have to wait until next Monday night, or maybe as we get closer to backlash for this to be explained. Now I'm going to move on to Friday night SmackDown. This one, kind of, I wasn't sure because earlier in the day it was announced that Pat McAfee would be going to commentating on SmackDown. Pat McAfee, come on. We, I mean, he's a great podcaster. He is. He's, you know, wrestling, not so much. We've seen him in NXT and I just wasn't impressed with McAfee's ring ability. I wasn't. But on commentary, oh, 
he brought it. He really brought it. He really made me impress me on how he did things because McAfee was neither face or heel. He was in that gray area back and forth between the two. Granted, WWE should have not held him back so much. Let Pat be Pat. Pat is, you know, we all have heard Pat on his podcast. We all know what kind of guy he is, how he talks, how he acts. You're watering Pat McAfee down. Don't water him down, guys. Don't, you know, close him in in this little bitty box, and this is how you have to be. Let him go back and forth with Michael Cole. Make it, I mean, come on, Corey Graves and Michael Cole used to do it all the time. Make, you know, let Pat be Pat. Let him shine. Let him show what he can do. Smackdown opening with Roman Reigns. Who did not see this one coming? Who did not see Roman opening Smackdown? I mean, he had just had a heck of a match with Daniel Bryan and Edge. Who did not see this coming? And Roman and Roman classic fashion, people booing him. Roman just didn't care. He did what Roman do. Basically shut the fans down and told them this is how it's gonna be. I'm the head of the table. Sit down, be quiet, and let me talk. I love Roman. I love how he's how he is. Heel or face, he's great. But this heel Roman, oh my gosh, it's it's fantastic. It really shows what kind of a dominating person Roman can be. Fantastic. It's fantastic. But then I wasn't expecting, after he got done with his little speech, Cesaro to come out. Cesaro, who saw the Swiss cyborg, a.k.a. the Swiss Superman, ever trying to step up to Roman. I did not expect that. I was not expecting that at all. And to see Cesaro do that, I was like, well, WWE, this is something new. This could be an interesting fight. I'm not quite sure how you're going with this, but I like what you're doing. Some of you may not. Some of you may think that Cesaro stepped out of line. Me personally, I don't. You know, give me a shout out if you disagree. I I, I love hearing your opinions on this, but Cesaro was good. But Roman doing what Roman always does, classic Roman, turns his back like, you, no, 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 no. I don't want to have time for you. I don't want to deal with you. Goodbye. Walks out like a boss. I loved it. Just basically walks out like a boss like Cesaro isn't even there. Loved it. And then Cesaro coming to, you know, Sonya Deville and Adam Pearson going, I want a match with Roman tonight. Gutsy, Cesaro. Give you shout out. That is gutsy to step up and say, I want to face Roman. I don't even care if it's for the title. I want to face Roman. Sonya, in classic Sonya fashion, I'll go talk to Roman and I'll get back to you. I like that. I like that. I like where they're going with Sonya as a manager. She's doing really good in the back. I like it. it it's good. It's good for Sonya. And it, you know, it, it's, it's good. It's a good storyline. Of course, Sami Zayn, Mr. Conspiracy Theory coming out again. And basically saying WWE is the reason he lost his match at WrestleMania. And blah, 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 blah. Sammy. Throw the conspiracy theories aside. Move on. You lost to Kevin. Let's you know. Let's move on and go on. You you've proven there is no conspiracy theory. Go. But of course he didn't. And of course he called Kevin out. Kevin come out. Kevin got him again. Kevin got him by a count out, but he got him. I'm 
liking the idea with this, but I'm thinking, okay, guys, how far are you going to go with this before you finally decide, okay, it's time to split Kevin and Sammy up, or are you going to put Kevin and Sammy together? Well, yeah, I'm curious to see where this is going to go, because right now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where this is going to go, and I'm impressed with it. Now to Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz. I give you props where props is due. You impressed me with the Nigerian drum fight. You really did. But the idea of WWE Creative deciding to introduce a new superstar, especially one from Raw Underground, and putting him with Apollo Crews? No. Crews does not need some little sidekick running around with him fighting his battles. Crews can do it on his own. And to put this guy with him so that he can keep his Intercontinental title... That's not fair to Cruz. Cruz is good. His gimmick, I'm getting on board with it. I kind of like it. It's interesting. But, as I said, you don't need some little guy running around with Cruz going basically like almost does. Which way do we go, George? Which way do we go? You don't need that. Cruz is good on his own. He does not need backup. WWE, throw that out. It's not good for me. I don't like it. You guys might disagree, but I don't. Street Profits getting the rematch. Guys, I have been screaming this for months. Ever since they lost it to Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, I have felt the Street Profits have been getting cheated out of a rematch. They deserved it. They needed it. I agreed with Sonya Deville. A triple threat match thing was stupid. It was pointless. You didn't need it. Let the Street Profits get a fair rematch one-on-one -on -one and let them have it. Granted, they did well. They did great. But of course, they did not win. Disappointed. Very disappointed. I was very upset. But what I was happy about was what came after with the Street Profits basically having a little celebration with Bianca Belair. I loved it. I absolutely loved the setup. The fact that Montez Ford got to be up there with Bianca made me happy. You know, it's, it was a great, great little setup. And, you know, I love Bianca. She has a, she's a very positive person. And her message to every woman out there that you can do whatever you want. I, if you dream and you work hard, you can get it. I love it. She's a very positive person. And I like that they have a positive person as SmackDown champion. I love it. Uh, I, I'm proud of her. I, very, I've, I say it again, I am. I'm very proud of her. Granted, Sasha wasn't too happy. But... It's Sasha. She's never happy about anything if it doesn't go her way. She's great, but she doesn't. She's not happy. So I was very impressed. And the fact that Bianca goes and tells them that they have to get the titles tonight because you only have gold in this house. I loved it. It was fantastic. It was great. Great part to this. I loved it. Bailey. What am I going to say about Bailey? Bailey, 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 Bailey. You just. You interfered all through WrestleMania, and it really got on my nerves. I love Bailey as a fighter. As a fighter, as a wrestler, she's great. As a, you know, as a woman's champion, she's great. As a tag team champion, she's great. The talk show host thing, not so much. I'm not saying that it's not good. It is. But for me, as a viewer, at the beginning, I liked it. But now I'm starting to think, eh, no, 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 no. Take Bailey back to the way she was. She don't have to be bubbly. She don't have to have the balloon guys and stuff. She can just be Bailey. Her 
basically stepping up and saying she wants to challenge Bianca Belair. Come on, Bailey. You've had match after match with Bianca. You can't beat her. You've tried. Every trick in the book you've pulled, you can't beat her. I'm not saying that she won't this time, but I'm saying let Sasha invoke her rematch clause if she wants to and let Sasha face Bianca. Then if Sasha can't beat Bianca, maybe then kind of weave Bailey in. But it's looking to me like you're going to turn it into a triple threat match. And I'm like, come on, guys. You've already got this issue on Raw with Asuka and, you know, Rhea and Charlotte. You're already planning a triple threat match there. Don't do a triple threat match on SmackDown. It's, it's pointless. You know, it's pointless. Just pointless. Now for Natalia and Shayna. We've seen this match a dozen times. We've seen how it goes. Shayna always wins. It upsets me that they're not giving Natalia credit where credit's due. They're not giving her a chance to, you know, main event, not giving her a chance to be a champion. They're, you know, how many times are y'all going to disrespect Natalia as a person before you finally let her win something? Come on. Come, come on. That wasn't fair to Natalia. It just wasn't. And, you know, Naya getting involved. Naya should never have even been involved. Granted, Tamina was there to back her up, but still, to me, that wasn't fair to Natalia because her and Tamina are doing so well as a tag team. You guys have got to help her out. That's just not, I mean, she she's Natalia. She's part of the Hart Foundation. Come on, guys, be a little bit more, you know, give her a little bit more credit where credit's due. Now, the shocker was, was the fact that Roman decided that Cesaro was going to face main event Jay Uso, as always, in the main event. I was excited about this one because I was pretty sure Cesaro might have Jay's number. And I was kind of hoping we'd get to see another UFO, which is an incredible move. And they didn't disappoint me with, you know, the fight itself. They were great. Both of them were good. You know, they were, they were fantastic. But the part that threw me and the part that I wasn't prepared for because I thought after WrestleMania we were done with this storyline and we had moved on was when he was swinging Jay at enters Seth Rollins. Now, all y'all know Seth. Seth is, he, he's good at everything he does. He's just fantastic. Seth is up there. And for him to enter the way he entered and interfere and cost Cesaro the match, I'm like, okay, WWE, where are you going with this? Are we going to have another Cesaro-Rollins fight? Could this thing go all the way to SummerSlam? What are we going to get out of this? So, I was kind of impressed with this one. I was happy to see Seth, you know, in Seth, classic Seth fashion, you know, do what he does and walk out like, I got one up on you, Cesaro. I got you. This isn't over yet. You and I are going to face each other again. I was impressed with it. I was happy with it. Overall, with Raw and SmackDown, after WrestleMania, they did good. More impressed with Raw because of all the returns. All the people that were returning back to Raw after being gone for so long. I was impressed, so I'm kind of excited to see where they're going to go with these returns. Are we going to get new tag team champs, or what are we going to get with this? I'm excited about it. Granted, SmackDown did good too, but I think they could have raised the bar a little higher and maybe brought back some people, you know, like Aleister Black or, you know, anybody else that's from SmackDown that's been gone for a while. So, I'm interested to see where they're going to go, but to me, between the two, Raw was the better one. I mean, just to me. You may not agree, and if you don't, then, you know, like I said, give me a shout-out and tell me. I love to hear your opinions. I, you know, I look forward to them. 
So I want to say, guys, thanks for listening one more time. Without you guys, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy. So I appreciate you guys listening. I really do. And remember, like I said, follow me on social media on my Facebook. On Twitter at Wrestling Nights with a Z at the end of nights. And on Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. And until then, I'll see you next time with more wrestling action. Have a good night. Thank you, guys.